Hey, and welcome to All Things Renovation with Brandy the Boss Lady and Paul the Wood Magician. We're a fun-loving couple who eat, breathe, and live all things renovation, and we'll be your hosts on this podcast. We created the podcast to help you take a confident role in your renovation dreams and get your project done right, on time, on budget, and with quality craftsmanship. Hello, and welcome back to the All Things Renovation Kitchen series. Today we're talking countertops. There are a variety of materials to choose from with differing price points as well as pros and cons for each. So of course, that means you have yet another bit of research to do and another choice to make, and then choices within the one you choose. So hopefully you've done some foundation work to make the decision process a little bit easier as it relates to your budget and your needs. This is your reminder to head back to our first series to dig into this aspect if you haven't done some groundwork already. The first four main options that come to mind are plastic laminate, solid surface, stone, both natural and manufactured, as well as wood. And the four more that have been popular one time or another are concrete, tile, glass, like a recycled slab or a high tensile, and metal, which would be stainless steel, zinc, copper, or maybe even bronze. So the first one we're going to tackle, which is the old favorite from the 50s, and that would be plastic laminate. Uh, this option is best for your wallet, but no need to fret over being dull. There are lots of patterns, wood grain, stone looks, or options that satisfy the retro mid-century look, boomerang motifs included. The tops are constructed from a thin layer of laminate being bonded to a substrate-like particle board or MDF. Well, the pros, they're budget-friendly, and there's lots of variety. Because the cons, well, main one being considered cheap, so not the best for resale. And it's not as durable as other options, as they can peel, chip, and scorch over time. Because your next option from there would be solid surface. And this is a man-made material that was created as an alternative to natural stone options. It's made with blends of synthetic acrylic and polyester materials held together with resins and shaped into slabs. Here's a fun fact. DuPont was the first manufacturer and created the brand named Corian. And after the patent expired, other brands arrived on the scene and may include Avionite, Gibraltar, Steron, and Mystera. And the pros with this, well, it's nearly non-porous, it's homogenous and easy to work with and be repaired. And it's affordable upgrade over laminate. Because the cons would be scratches and it may experience heat deformation and over a long time will probably fade the color. And stone is yet another option. And there's a wide variety here, but there's sort of two main camps. So what's the difference between a natural stone slab and a manufactured or engineered countertop? So before we begin, here's sort of some basics of each. Natural stone has literally been around for millions of years. Huge blocks of granite, marble, slate, quartzite, and other types of stone are quarried from the ground, cut, and then sliced into slabs and then polished. No two slabs are identical because nature doesn't repeat itself. Special mention under natural stone would be soapstone, which is a favorite of ours, um, if you can find the right slab. Soapstone can range in hardness and you have to be careful unless you're cool with scratches that eventually create a lovely rustic patina. And manufactured slabs, which are not found in the wild, clearly, 
um, that are quarried and cut into slabs and so, so forth, like natural, um, are products that are created in a factory by combining pulverized natural stone waste bits and pigments and then binding it together with a resin or acrylic. It's 93 to 95% ground stone combined with a 5 to 7% polymer resin. In essence, it's an engineered stone instead of made, one made directly from Mother Nature. They have a variety of brand names such as Cambria, Caesar Stone, Handstone, Style Stone, LG, Vitara, MSI, Q Quartz, um, and the list goes on and on. There's new ones coming on the market every day. So now that we know the, the main two options, natural and manufactured, how do they compare? So from a color standpoint, the natural has um, a lot of variations slab to slab and every countertop is unique. Uh, colors for manufactured, oftentimes they can be uh, homogenous, really good color consistency throughout. Um, from a durability standpoint, the natural options with like granite and so forth, they're very hard. Um, soapstone and marble are a little bit softer and they have a little bit more, um, I guess a little bit more prone to damage and they require a little bit more maintenance. Uh, the manufactured options are practically maintenance-free, they resist staining, scratching, heat, impact resistance, and can mimic almost any other stone. Porosity, with a natural stone um, being natural, it's, it is a porous material and it does need to be sealed periodically to avoid staining, um, especially the designer favorite, the Carrara marble. Um, it's ripe with issues with red wine around glasses and um, other bits of acid that eat into it, such as uh, lemon juice or what have you. So you gotta be very careful. You gotta pamper Carrara, Marable, Carrara marble. Um, the manufactured ones are basically non-porous and they don't require any sealing. Now cleaning, um, both clean fairly easily, but you'll wanna avoid abrasive cleaners, especially with natural sewn. Um, and depending on the size of your countertop, uh, oftentimes you're gonna have a seam. With natural stone, they can be quite visible, especially with uh, slabs that have a lot of movement or patterning. Um, with manufactured, uh, you can usually get them to be pretty inconspicuous, especially between slabs of consistent color, but they still can be a little bit more visible with patterns that are a bit wilder. Um, there's a bunch of other decisions to make around uh, stone, regardless of if it's a natural or manufactured product, is, um, and one of them is the slab thickness. Today, uh, usually they're two or three centimeters are the most popular options. Um, you can also create built-up edges, which is basically joining one or more layers together um, to create an edge that is much thicker in appearance or um, allowing for, to have a profiled edge. And what I mean by a profiled edge is that uh, way back in the 80s and 90s, uh, people were getting into quite, uh, quite a bit of ornate uh, pro profiles with um, dropped rounds and OGs and full bull noses and a whole bunch of other ones that all have a variety of names. But the general idea was that you built it up so you could put a, a fancy design on the, on the, on the edge of it. And today, a more common style is to do an eased edge um, and many inspiration pictures that clients bring to us for islands or uh, a peninsula would show like a mitered or waterfall edge where the horizontal countertop surface is mitered at the end and then continues vertically down to the floor. It can be an effective designer look, but a little thing to note here is that getting uh, outlets into the end to meet electrical code is sometimes problematic if you're wanting an uninterrupted look at the end of that uh, 
type of detail. There are ways to get around it, but it's just something you need to consider. And then there's a whole bunch of different finishes that you can choose from with all of the different varieties of stone. There's the classic options like polished, and then there's the more foofy ones like leather. And um, they all have cost impacts. So as expected, any finish that would require multiple processes will have a surcharge. Um, so for granite, we have polished, honed, leathered, uh, caressed, flamed, ha brush hammered, uh, marbled. You have polished, honed, leathered, and sandblasted with any natural or sorry, manufactured stone. Um, you can have it just be left natural. You can have it polished. You can have it honed. Um, you can have it looked uh, sort of a little bit similar to concrete. Uh, you can get it really rough. You can get a suede finish or a volcano. And depending on what brand you're choosing, they all have a variety of names for all these types of finishes. So which type of stone countertop is the best for you? Well, both natural and manufactured slabs can be excellent choices. And most of our clients choose manufactured countertops because of the durability and the easy maintenance. And the cost for high quality manufactured and slab slab natural slabs are comparable, but you will pay more for an extremely unique natural slab with lots of movement or patterning. If you want to make a bold statement, a natural slab would be, well, the natural choice. <laughs> okay, well, that brings us to our next option, which would be wood. Uh, this is a great option to use when looking to bring some warmth feel, but as we all know, wood and water don't play well together, so not a great option around the sink. Uh, better used as an island or a kitchen desk, or in our case, where our cappuccino machine is. Uh, the timeless look of butcher block countertops is coming back in a big way. Uh, live edge slabs are really on trend right now, and bamboo as they're making a stadium rooms for a while. What are the pros of wood? Well, I consider the most green of all countertop options. They are unique and have a classic look and come in a variety of different colors, obviously, and greens. Uh, and they can be refinished to look new after uh, years of worn. They can be sanded and refinished. Uh, it's also one of the few materials that can be installed by the homeowners. It's fairly easy to work with. Uh, the cons, well, they're prone to scratching, denting, burning, and staining. And of course, being a porous surface, even if they're sealed, uh, they are sensitive to water. And they must be maintained. You cannot just leave it. Um, unless it's just on an island or at a desk, where you just got to wipe it down and end from the dust. If it's anywhere near liquids, it will wear out eventually. Okay, that now brings us to a unique one, and that would be concrete. Um, Two people at about the same time cast their first tops in the mid-1980s. Buddy Rhodes and Feng Tu Sheng. So you could say they are the co-fathers of this particular option. It became popular and even trendy in the 90s, especially with the DIY potential. I've known a couple of people who tried it with varying degrees of success. I personally have a pro fabricated. Uh, the beauty of concrete is that you can customize it 18 ways to Sunday. Texture, color, finishes, addition of additives like glass all contributed to making it a one-of-a-kind element in your space. All the pros. It's energy efficient. It'll capture the heat in your home and then release as the ambient air cools. It can be shaped to any size or thickness. Offers a unique factor. It's heat resistant. Uh, grows great with a modern look. And it's uniform with no seams regardless of how big, well for the most part. 
Cons? Well, it's got to be sealed big time to protect from stains and water. It will show scratches even with sealers. And they are very heavy, and your cabinetry may need additional structural support, especially if you're using a knockdown style from a big box store. All right, tile. Uh, I will fully admit that I have a hate-hate relationship with tile countertops. In our first house, the kitchen had a tile countertop, and over its life, uh, before we purchased it, the grout had seen better days, and the tiles had cracked, and that the surface was uneven, and then it made it so that uh, many a glass was broken. Mm -hmm. But I digress, a little rant about how much I hate tile countertops. But anyways, um, tile is an, it, it is an option, and it has been used in the past. Um, different sizes and tile materials like ceramic, modular stone products like granite, are and have been used as a low-cost option, and a DIYer can install them themselves, I guess. But um, I don't know. I, I just I can't see it. Anyway. So some of the pros would be it would only be second to laminate for being budget friendly. And as I mentioned, DIYers can install it. And it, it does come in a lot of colors and options and mix and match and with design styles. And basically any tile you can choose, you could potentially put on your, your counter. But I, I still wouldn't recommend it. Um, the cons is that uh, the ground is hard to keep clean. It may be susceptible to bacteria. The look is kind of cheap and it may, accept, uh, sorry, it may affect your resale. And again, like the tiles can often chip and crack over time. Um, another option would be a glass countertop. Uh, it's not overly common, but it is used, and in the right space, it can be an effective design element. Crushed glass uh, countertops are newish to the market and are encased in acrylic, um, and high tensile glass is fabricated um, for kitchen application and is specific to your cabinetry or design. It can be back painted, etched, colored, and textured. So. The manufactured uh, crushed glass into acrylic, um, you could say it's pretty uh, eco-friendly, has a lot of uh, color options, they're all pretty easy to clean and durable, heat resistant, non-porous, they're hygienic, uh, highly customizable, um, and they're pretty good for modern designs. Um, whereas the, the high tensile glass is like a sheet, um, you're still going to have, you know, some good... Uh, uh, hygienic uh, and non-porous sort of qualities to them, but you know you're going to maybe be a little bit more prone to cracking and chipping, especially if heavy objects are dropped onto them. Um, and they generally will have a much higher cost. Yes. Okay. That brings us to our final option. That would be metal. Um, that would be well, most commonly stainless, as you see in your commercial kitchens, uh, but you can get zinc, uh, copper, and even bronze. Historically used in commercial kitchens or bars, stainless is the one most likely to make the jump to works on residential application. Copper, bronze, or zinc being softer, we use more for accents in a wine bar area. While the pros, stainless is germ-resistant and easily cleaned. Uh, copper, zinc, and bronze are showstoppers and develop beautiful patinas over time through age and wear. Unless sealed, but I personally question why one would do so given the patinas are so lovely and are unusual and evoke a luxurious design feel. Copper is naturally antimicrobial and are all easily cleaned. Antimicrobial. Yeah. Say so that ten times yeah, fast. Yeah, that's never going to happen. <laughs> do it once. Um, I guess the cons are they're very pricey and require custom fabrication and are prone to scratching, dents, and unless you want that countertop develops character over time, these are probably not for you. 
All right, well, we hope that this episode has provided uh, fuel for thought, and that you feel armed with more knowledge and feel confident about choosing a countertop material. Be sure to listen to all the episodes in this series for more bite-sized info on all the elements that go into renovating your drab-to-dream kitchen. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today and learning about all things renovation. We hope after listening, you feel even more empowered to take a confident role in your renovation dreams. You can find all additional episodes and resources for all things renovation at our website, allthingsrenovation.com. And if you're ready to make your house feel more like home, you can contact us at woodbeart.com to get started on your dream project now.